You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories, and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. In this episode, Kev and I are going to be talking about stalling. We're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of stalling, so why it happens and what to do. And we're also going to talk about why we think that worrying about stalling shouldn't stop you from enjoying your driving. So, Kev, as always, I always go over to you first so that we can talk about the driving aspect of things. So, stalling. Okay, so the first thing is to think about is the clutch pedal. The clutch pedal is the pedal that causes the stalling to happen. And what we want to try and do is to think of the clutch as your friend. We don't want to think of the clutch as your enemy. What will happen if you think of the clutch as your friend, you will stall less, which means you become more confident in moving away. So what we really need to do to start with is to find out what it does. What we need to do is to find out what the clutch actually does and how and when we can use it to help us. So basically what we're doing in this instance is building your knowledge base of the clutch pedal. Because there seems to be a lot of people that I see that think they know how to use the clutch, but then they don't. So find out what actually happens with the clutch. And this might actually even mean practicing stalling. Because if we practice stalling, we know why the car will then stall. So what we can do is practice not stalling, so change what we're actually doing. Okay, now, you know this is something that I talk about a fair bit. But when I talk about practicing stalling, I talk about it from a different point of view. I've never really thought of it that way round, that if you practice how to stall, then you understand why you're stalling and therefore you can avoid it. Now, my take on practicing stalling, and I'm really happy to confess here that I consider myself a bit of an expert on stalling. I've been doing it for years, ever since I got my license. And my feeling is that people need to practice stalling so that it doesn't become a problem. It doesn't become something that you're fearful of or worried about. It just becomes like dropping something, just a minor annoyance, but you know what to do when it happens. So when I stall, yes, okay, I might swear, but pretty much it's just, you know, sort of like, oh, swear word. Um, and I just get going again really quickly. And and I think that comes with practice. So yeah, it does come with practice, and but it's also knowing how to get the car moving again. So it becomes, yes, I've stalled. Right, what I'll do is this. Yeah. So you're changing the mindset of, oh, no, I've stalled. I've stalled. And you keep replaying that in your mind. And you go to move away again. And all you think about is stalling. So you stall again. And you stall again. And then it becomes the frustration kicks in. The anger comes in. And it's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And people just shut down. Yeah. But So what we're trying to do is to say, okay, so that happened. We know why it happened because we've practiced it. 
I'll, what I'm going to do next time is this. I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to do things slower. I'm going to make sure I can hear those noises. And basically, that's what you try and do in those situations. From my point of view as an instructor, mistakes happen, but it's how we deal with them. And what I like to do is um, practice stalling or practice moving away and stopping, depending on what we want to do. But also think about when have we moved away and it's been nice and smooth? What did you do in those times? And when you ask those questions, when you're sat at the side of the road in a nice, quiet area, it becomes quite easy to formulate a process of how you're going to move away. So that when you come to being sat at a set of traffic lights and you're the first one in the queue, there's lots of people behind you and the pressure's on, you feel. You feel the pressure's on to move away quickly so you don't hold people up. Think about how would I like to move away? And it's, I would like to move away in a nice controlled movement. So it's nice and smooth and I get moving. I don't want to rush because when I know I rush, what happens is things go wrong. So relate back to how you moved away from outside your house at the start of the lesson, how you moved away at a junction before, you know, whatever it is that you've moved away smoothly before bring that into that instance where you're at that set of traffic lights with cars behind you i guess it's not something i've really thought about but moving away it must be one of the earliest things we learn when we're on driving lessons and actually it must be one of the things that we do the most throughout a lesson or even when we're driving in general we're moving away all the time aren't we starting stopping moving away yeah, it's the, I think it's the biggest skill that we can use driving a manual car is clutch control. Because once you get the clutch control in a nice quiet area where you're starting off, what you can do is just transfer that skill into a busy area by doing the same thing again. The only difference this time is that you've got others around you and our mind starts playing tricks on us. People start thinking about how people have and said things about, oh, there's a learner driver in front of us, this is going to take ages. And we've had those thoughts and we've had those people saying that for a long time. And this is how we remember those thoughts because we've had them fired at us for a long time. But when it comes to driving yourself, what we're trying to do is to change that mindset to say, this is how I want to move away. If I do this, this is what's going to happen. The other thing we can do as well, if you do get stuck at those set of traffic lights where you do keep stalling, is just move into a quiet area. Move back into a quiet area where you can then be in your comfort zone to be able to practice again, just replaying some of those things that you've done before, like, right, just put the clutch here, I can feel that. Make some noise with the accelerator so I can hear that. Release the handbrake. So what I'm doing is... I'm doing it in a controlled bit-by-bit bit process. I'm just going back to basics and then go back into practice in those other areas again, just to build that confidence back up to go and practice again. Yeah, I like that. That's something that I talk about quite a lot, isn't it, about making sure when you're in a driving lesson, you should be somewhere in your challenge zone because that's when you learn new things. 
But if something does go wrong, if something does stress you out and you end up feeling very stressed, very nervous, very anxious, so you've moved from challenge into panic, that what you need to do is to come back down into your comfort zone. So that idea of once you've resolved that situation, going into a quieter area and then practicing the basics again in your comfort zone that helps your body to calm back down Get your equilibrium back a bit, but also, yes, I can do this. These are basic things. I can move away. So get your confidence back that you are able to move away slowly, smoothly, easily, and then go back and try that set of traffic lights or that roundabout or whatever it was that caused you the problem again. And maybe using that skill that we've talked about a few times in other episodes of talking yourself through it speaking out loud. You know you can do it. Let's get rid of those negative thoughts that are sneaking in by speaking out loud. Don't leave room for them. You know you can do this. Yeah, and one of my learners came up with a phrase for herself, and it was, just make some noise. And every time we got to a set of traffic lights, she would say to herself, just make some noise when I'm moving away. Just make some noise. Uh, right, so with the pedals, making sure that you can hear. Yeah, so she knew if she had the accelerator on and she could hear the accelerator, that's where the noise was coming from. Yeah. Then she could take her time with the clutch pedal because she she was confident that she had that noise from the accelerator and she knew that the power from that would actually help her move away anyway. So coming up with a phrase for yourself that works. So when you're practising notice what you notice and then go okay i can use that my student used the noise it might be do this with my feet do this or whatever it may be you'll, you'll come up with your own one and if it's your own one you're more likely to take note of it and use it again whereas if you use one of my ones that i'm telling you it's not yours and you, you don't really take that responsibility it's easily forgotten But once you come up with your own one, it's easily remembered to carry on. And this is, again, when people change cars. They go from their instructor's car, which is fairly new uh, normally, and they go to their own car that they've got, which tends to be slightly older. So it needs a little bit more help. (laughs) And it's normally a petrol. Your instructor's car may well be a diesel which is slightly easier to use because it's got more power with the clutch pedal. But it's going from one to the other. And people have said to me, my car doesn't work. My car doesn't work. My dad can drive it, but I can't. It doesn't work for me. And it's about trying to find out how that car works. What do I need to do? And normally it is, I need to make some noise with that accelerator to give it the extra little bit of help because it's slightly older and you need that help to move it and find out, you know, find out for yourself what it is that you need to do. I'm just going to jump in here to let you know about our Drive Calm journal. We've created a 12-week prompt journal to support our listeners to take action and improve driving confidence. The journal includes questions, prompts and exercises to create an action plan and an opportunity for reflection afterwards. Search Drive Calm on Amazon to take a look. We hope it helps. 
Okay, so I'm going to pick up on a couple of points there, and I might be stating the obvious for most people, but it might not be obvious for everybody. So I want to pick up on this. So point one, the difference between an automatic car, a manual car, and a diesel car. Okay. Can you stall an automatic? No. Brilliant. Okay, so anyone who is driving an automatic won't know what we're talking about here. Yeah, you might well go to from a manual to an automatic as well. Um, but yeah, you can't still you can't stall an automatic car. Lovely. A diesel car is harder to stall. A diesel car is harder to stall because what happens is in a diesel car you can just use the clutch pedal because the engine's got loads of something called torque, and that's basically means power. What happens is when you release the clutch pedal. It's, there's loads of power there, and it actually moves the car a lot easier than a petrol car. You can do that with a petrol car, just use the clutch pedal, but it needs more power. They, they, if it was a, a one-litre little um, Toyota Yaris, for example, what happens is that's not actually got that much power there, and it needs some help. Right, OK, and so this is what's happening with a manual petrol car the reason it stalls is because you're not putting in enough on the accelerator pedal. You're not putting in enough power. That's one of the reasons, yes. Okay. Is that the main reason? I'd say 50-50. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things to think about if you're stalling a lot is, am I making enough noise like your student yeah. said? Do I know that I've got enough power on the accelerator? That's one thing to consider. What's the other 50%, Kev? Normally what happens is people just release the clutch pedal too quickly. And it's it's like, yeah, I want to move, so off the clutch. Okay, so they might be putting in lots of power, but they come off the clutch. Oh, and that's when you do that hopping thing, isn't it? Yeah, and then normally you, you, I've you, done that. <laughs> you get the bunny hopping down the road. And what's happening is you're coming off the clutch pedal too quickly. There's a little bit of power there. It feels weird, so you come off the power again. The car slows down, so you put the power back in again. Then it accelerates too much, you come off the power, and all of a sudden you're just bunny hopping away from a set of traffic lights or a junction. So that's the main reason um, you, you bunny hop. Okay, so for that one, it's not concentrating solely on the accelerator. You need to really focus on that smoothness of the clutch pedal as well. Exactly, and then... What you'll practice in one of your first lessons is something called the biting point. Yeah. Um, and basically what that is, it's where you release the clutch pedal so that the clutch plates, this is me getting technical now, no, but, but where the clutch plates are becoming closer together. What happens when your clutch is fully down, there's a big gap, so no power can get through to the engine. With the clutch pedal, you're putting clutch plates closer and closer together. The closer they go together the more power will go through to the engine and you will move away quicker if they're closer together or you can move away slower if they're slightly further apart. So again, just visualise two, basically your hands, you can put your hands in front of you and push them together so they're not quite touching, but that's how fast you will move away slowly. And when they get closer and closer together, you're going to move away fully. And when they're fully touching, all the power can go through to the engine so you can move away faster. Because you've made a connection. Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, I didn't know that, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's me being technical, but basically a clutch plate. And it's what you're doing is with the clutch pedal, you're, you are the one that wants to control how much you use 
it to put the power through to the engine. If you're doing it nice and slowly and controlled, you'll move away nice and slowly and controlled and gentle. And then you can got the power already in with the accelerator and it will gently move. You can gently release the clutch pedal and all of a sudden you're just moving and you've gone away from the set of traffic lights. Okay, great. So is have we covered the nuts and bolts, the actual driving aspect of the story? What's happening? Why we yeah. do it? What we do about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's really important. I, you know, I was keen to do this episode because I want to point out that this is a normal part of driving. I wanted to make sure that everyone who was listening, who perhaps is finding clutch control and stalling challenging, know that this happens to all of us. And I've already said, I've been driving a long time, but I do still stall now and again. But I think when I stall, it tends to be when I'm distracted, when I'm not necessarily paying attention to what I'm doing. Or maybe if I'm doing something which is particularly tricky. So that doesn't happen very often. But if I'm, you know, having to manoeuvre the car in a particularly tight, tricky area, and so maybe I'm concentrating on, on positioning more than I'm concentrating on what my pedals are doing, maybe. But it, it still happens to me all the time. Now, Kev, can you remember the last time you stalled a car? Uh, yes. Well, one of the times I've jumped from my car, which is really, really nice, and <laughs> I've jumped into your car, which yes. is slightly older, <laughs> and the clutch pedal was just totally different, and I went to move away, and nothing happened. It just went, mm. <laughs> So, yeah, jumping from one car to another, um, it just, it's an instant reminder for me that, you know, once I'm in my car, it's fine because I'm used to it. I go to a different car. It feels different. I try and drive it the same way, but I just forget sometimes. And it's very similar to some people, my learners, who are all driving and they can drive really well. We come to stop at the side of the road and they just forget when they're stopping just to put the clutch down. This lovely, smooth break in. And then all of a sudden you'll get the shudder, shudder, shudder. Mm. And basically what's happened is they've just forgotten to put the clutch down because their, their mind's gone on to something else. Oh, why have we stopped here? Well, well, what's going to happen now? Why are we doing this? Or whatever it may be. Yeah. They just forget, and it's like me. I jumped from one car to the other, went to drive it a different way or the same way, but it needed to be driven differently. I stalled. Yeah, and uh, it's where you're a bit on auto. I mean, particularly for a driving instructor, you're sort of, you're on automatic pilot. You think, you know, you've driven everything from forklifts to cars to HGV lorries. So I guess there's an element of automatic pilot. So again, it's that not concentrating maybe not think not giving the thought to what you're doing and you've stalled even with all your years of experience yeah and i suppose it is you know you get into someone else's car and i suppose that day you know thinking back to that day it was right come on let's go let's get the keys this yeah i'm driving let's get in the car yeah everyone's in turn the keys go to move away don't really think about what i'm doing because i've you know i've been doing it a long time Forgetting it's a different car, although it feels completely different, I knew that. But, yeah, just forgetting how the pedals work. But do you beat yourself up about it when you stall? And I think that's the the key to this is, you know, when you're in those situations, and even um, people that feel on the test, if I stall, I failed my test. Well, no. Well, you're going to get a minor for control. But what happens is it's more about how you deal with the stall 
that makes the situation better. Because nine times out of ten now, what you can do is you stall the car, put the clutch down, start the car up again, and off it goes. You might have things like start-stop that start the car for you, which is a bonus because what you're doing is just put the clutch down, the car starts, and then again, just slowly use the clutch up and away you go. So you've you've not really held people up around you, but it will depend for your test-wise, it will depend whether or not that is a serious fault or a minor fault or what the situation is. But it is about how do I, this has happened, what do I do now? And it's recognising, well, that's car stalled, this is what I need to do, and just do it. Yeah, and and moving away safely. Yeah, uh, you know, and that way you're actually you're demonstrating more skill in some ways. I'm guessing it feels that way sometimes because it's uh, you know something's happened that you wasn't expecting, and now it's like okay, what do I do? I've got to get the car moving. How do you get the car moving? And it's those sort of practices that you can. Say practice again. Mm. How do I stall? Do I get moving again? Controlling you because in those busier situations, people tend to, like we've mentioned, they go into that panic zone again. But if we can stay in our controlled environment, we'll get the car moving and we won't be that inconvenience that we think we are being. And it's just thinking about those those thoughts and what do I need to do? Yeah. So practice your stalling. This <laughs> Practice story ahead. Well, there's a funny story that one of my, the, the lesson before his test, so the hour before his test. Um, so we're talking about what we're going to do today. It's practice a few maneuvers, have a little drive. But he actually turned around and said to me, Kev, can I practice stalling? And I was a bit shocked. I said, why, why do you want to practice that? He said, I've never actually stalled a car. And for me, if I stalled on the, on the test, what would happen? So we had to practice stalling, which was quite funny because it's like, oh, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, no, he, he didn't stall on his test and he was fine, but he actually wanted to know how to what would happen if the car stalled and how do I react to it. Yeah. So we practiced that. Brilliant. And if it happens on your test, don't automatically think that you've failed your test. Just see it as a way of demonstrating your skills to get moving away. Yeah. Yeah, if he was, I mean, heel starts is another one, isn't it? You know, thinking of clutch control and moving away. Yeah. Um, moving away on a hill, if you do roll back and you do roll back too far, you haven't secured the car because you need to stop the car. Yeah. That, that's obviously a fail. Yes. Because uh, there could be potentially someone behind you. But if you stall and it just moves back slightly and you've stopped it because you've got quick reactions, that's fine. Prepare the car, get the car ready, look around, make sure it's all safe, and then just move away again. I suppose the only other thing that's really left to talk about is when you're a driver behind somebody that's stalled. Now, there's some really obvious things that are not going to help the person who's stalled. So I guess that this bit is just a plea. If you are a driver behind somebody who's stalled in front of you, please be patient. Remember what it's like and know that if you're going to get annoyed with them, actually you're just going to make everything slower. It's going to take longer for them to get going because the more anxious you make that person in front, the longer it's going to take them to get moving again. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's like we said, these things happen. And it's about, okay, that person, if I just wait two seconds, because that's literally how long it takes. People think it takes a minute to get the car going again. If you wait that two seconds, that car gets started and away you go. And it's almost like nothing's ever happened. 
but people are impatient. You know, we're living in this world where we want to be 200 miles away yesterday. You know, it's, we, we want these things now. The fact is, I know we're going to do this in a later podcast, but it's, it's about how do we deal with others on the road? And one of them is if someone stalls in front of you, just give them some time. Don't panic. Just let them get on with it and then away you go. Yeah. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. I don't know whether this this episode is good news to people or bad news to people because actually one of the things we're saying is that stalling isn't just for learners. Stalling is for the life of a driver. So I don't know whether that might make some people feel terrible thinking that they hoped to never stall again or whether it's going to give you that confidence that, okay, this is something that's going to become easier and I'm not going to beat myself up about it in the future. It will just become a normal part of driving until we're all driving electric automatic cars (laughs) and then you'll be telling your children or your grandchildren, in my day... We had three pedals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not two. Okay, lovely. So I hope that some of that might have helped you. If it has, then please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you've got a question about stalling or anything else, then get in touch with us on our SpeakPipe page and then we can include that in a future episode for you. All of our contact details are in the show notes as always. If you have a driving test coming up soon, why not try our free 10-day driving test nerves course, which you can find on our website at www.confidentdrivers.co.uk slash free tools. So, have a good day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.